Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We've got another hour here to talk about cars and trucks and motorhomes and just about anything you need. The female voice is sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. She's here to make sure I behave myself. Oh, that's a tough job. And it is. It is. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been at 40th Street and Washington since Jesus was a baby, and that actually was 1968. Phil is as old as that, and him and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. They do transmission repairs and replacements. However, they say that they probably do 3 to 1, 4 to 1, 5 to 1 on the replacement side. So he says not every transmission needs a replacement. Many of them can be fixed to complete operating um, performance with just a solenoid here or a, a new controller here or whatever. So if you live in Central Phoenix, Automatic Transmission Exchange, again, is at 40th Street in Washington, and now they're open on Saturdays, so you could stop by and they'll drive your car for free. And on Saturdays, they're from 8 to 12. John, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Yes, I have a F-150 2013 4x4, and I have a LT-285 16R 18 BSG. Well, on the tire itself, it says max. PSI is 80 with a 3,640 pound load. But everybody keeps insisting, including when I have my tires rotated, putting in 35 pounds of air. PSI. Okay. What does the door sticker say? Well, the door sticker uh, has the uh, P275 with 35 pounds. Okay. All right. When I so bought the truck. These, all right. The ones you have right now are 80. Right. Okay. Um, what are you pulling? Why? Why do you need? Why do you need six thousand pounds of tire underneath the axle that probably has a gross of four? <laughs> Mostly because when I go hunting, I'm into the sharp rocks, and I just need a stronger sidewall because I've had tires. Okay. Before. Okay. Fair reason, enough. I'm going that. Okay. I think I would certainly, uh, unless you're going to hunt, I think I would try forty-four, forty-five pounds. Okay. I think you'll be comfortable. I think that's a, a reasonable amount. Now you understand that if you wear the outer and the ed- the outer and inner ridge of the tire that you're underinflated and if you wear the center of the tire you're overinflated so you can literally read your tires and know whether you're under or over and okay. I, but I, I'm willing to bet that I'm I'm within 5 pounds of where happiness is for you at 44 psi I think on an 80 pound tire to drop it down to 35 probably gives you a really nice ride but I would be concerned that the tire would be running too hot at 35 psi yeah, on an 80 cap. Hey, yeah, everybody would ask my tire low because half the tire looked like the tire was low. Yeah, no, I think I, I'd go to 44, and I, I don't think I'd go higher than 55 until you want to go hunting, and then I take it up to the 80 like you said you did. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate that. Real quick, um, let me let me tell my Audi story. Okay. The Audi guy brings his car in, and he says to us, it keeps telling me that I'm low on oil, and I keep adding oil, and it, the light doesn't go out. Okay. Okay. So we pull the dipstick, and it's like 40 quarts over. 
40? I think, Whatever. I think I'm you ex- might be exaggerating. I Just am. <laughs> All right. Okay. So he's over full. So we bring it down to the right level, and sure enough, the light's still there. Okay. So we figure out that there's a switch on the hood. Now, when the light comes on and it tells you you're low on oil, the computer is waiting for the switch on the hood to tell the computer that someone opened the hood, and then the light goes out. The, com- the programming, they're, they're thinking, well, you're opening the hood to, to, add, to add oil. oil. Well, this wow. guy had already opened the hood three or four or five times, and he added oil each time. So the switch was broken. The switch was bad. Oh, my gosh. So not only was the switch bad, it was a big, expensive part. Right. So as good as we are, we took it apart, and we fixed it. And MacGyver, <laughs> I bet, fixed it. And MacGyver fixed it. Yeah. And oh my it, gosh. with a little dielectric grease mm-hmm. and repositioning this one lever, yeah. then it was perfect. So we snapped it all back together, and we put some silicone on the outside to make it waterproof. We put it back in, and we told him. There's no guarantee on this. Right. We did our best, and this is what we think you should do. Mm-hmm. The switch was a whole lot more than what we charged him to fix it. I think we charged him 35 bucks to fix it, and uh, I think the switch was like 120 or something like that. So that was a good gamble. So that was or, a good gamble. Okay, yeah. one other thing. Okay. Tim, I know you're there, but just let me get this other stuff out of the way. We had somebody that came over that had had a bid from a dealer. Now, people hear me talk about my $75,000 technicians, and they probably come to the conclusion that we're really expensive, okay? Okay. The average, you know this, the average labor rate in our area is what? Uh, one nineteen or 20, I think. Okay, and what's our labor rate? One eighteen. Okay, so we're, we're, I think we're better than the average, but we're actually a dollar under the average, yes. okay? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're okay. But anyway, they, the people, we like this. Here is a list of things that are needed. Right. Put your numbers next to them. Now, I like it when they don't they block out the numbers. Fine with me. I don't care. Right. So, they told him it needed a brake flush for $136. We said no, but if it did need a brake flush, it was 120. Okay. $16 difference. They said it needed a power steering. This is a flush your wallet kind of thing. Power steering flush, 136. Ours is 115 and we agreed it needed it. Cooling system flush, theirs is 165. We saved them sixty dollars. The throttle body service—they're two fifty-three. We're talking profit here, and we said it's not needed, but our throttle body's eighty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Now let me give that to you again, just in case you missed it. Two fifty-three, and ours is eighty-five. But we didn't do it for two reasons: number one, the throttle body wasn't dirty; number two, the customer didn't have symptoms that would indicate that we have a dirty throttle body, mm-hmm. which is uneven idle, and there's idle some idle issues. Rear differential service. Theirs was 200 Ours was 120 It needed it. Battery service. They said 50 $51. We said ours is 36 if it needed it. And we said, we don't know what they're talking about. Then their spark plugs, they beat us on this one. Spark plugs, they're at $495. we are at 517 So they beat us by $22 on a $500 bill. But at the end of the day... Now, I'm not counting the brake fluid flush it didn't need, the throttle body service it didn't need, the battery service. I'm not counting those. We're doing apples for apples. Theirs was $1,679.95. $1,679. Ours was $1,042. The difference, clearly $600. Of things they didn't really need or price well, difference. Well, we saved them $600 by d- doing what we did. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we're very comfortable with that. So... 
the point of this is not to thump my chest. The point of this is when you get a bid from one shop, it's okay to take it to another shop. Sometimes if you hide the numbers, that's okay too. That mm-hmm. way you'll have something good. Yeah, sometimes it's hard when you call around though. I, I don't know, because we'd like to see the vehicle. I mean, in this case, we knew that it didn't need some of the stuff. If they had called on the phone, we wouldn't really know if they needed it or not. Well, it's a bad idea to call on the phone. Yeah. And we can't do estimates. Or we don't do estimates over the well, phone. Yeah. We, we can't tell you, you know, what's, we can't tell you if you need shock absorbers. What you do is you make an appointment. And you take your car in and you say to them, I'd just like you to look it over and here's a list of things I want to know what your opinion is. Mm-hmm. Most shops will do that for free. We don't have a rack fee anymore. So, or better yet, have them do it during an oil change. Mm-hmm. So spend 30 40 50 $60 for an oil change, depending on what kind of oil you use. And, oh, by the way, look at this list. Mm-hmm. I'm told I need it. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's free for sure. Tim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning. Uh, I have a question. Uh I bought in August of last year my son a 2003 Chevy Impala, and uh, we thought it was a good car, and we just got news from our mechanic, not good news, that it's got low oil pressure, and somebody abused the engine, so it's going to need a new engine, and looking about $4,000 for that, and... uh, uh, He's he's actually going to buy the car from me, but I was try I was thinking about like running an ad on Craigslist and just selling it as a mechanic special, and you know letting the people know up front that it needs an engine. But I mean, we did we put a new windshield in it. It's got a new battery. It's got really good AC. Okay, hold, hold on a minute. You know, that, we need good to back things, up. But no, not, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. We need to back this train up. What symptoms do you have that suggest that it has low oil pressure or, as you said, somebody abused it? I want to know specifically what you've got that justifies those two diagnoses. Well, we, we took it in last week to get it. It didn't pass emissions, and it needed an oxygen sensor. And then okay. on the, uh, the message thing on the uh, dash, it came up low oil pressure. So they look. He asked me if they wanted if I wanted him to check into that, and I said yes. I don't want it to, you know, be a problem down the road. And they found out it was it should be at like sixty pounds, and it was at forty. And uh, uh, they they looked into it further, and he found a lot of sludge in the engine, and that somebody had either been not doing oil changes or not enough oil changes, and maybe even running it low on oil. And it just okay, not, I, I, okay, stop. I don't agree with anything you said. And uh, I know that you're regurgitating what he said. Okay. So what you're telling me is is he told you that 40 PSI is is too low and it should be at 60. And I want to tell you in in no uncertain terms, that's bull. Loney. Loney. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's bull loney. Okay. There is nothing. You don't have symptoms. You don't have problems. You've got an oil light that's coming on that probably means the oil pressure switch is bad because the oil pressure switch turns on the light, and after it gets a little dirty and it gets a little old, and sometimes they go bad, and when they go bad, you put a new one in. So he's telling you 40 PSI isn't acceptable. Let me tell you that the switches usually turn on the light between 12 and 18 PSI. So isn't 40 okay? And as far as the sludge is concerned, there's lots of cars out there with sludge. 
there is no relationship to abuse and sludge. I'll tell you what, where we see sludge. It's the people in Sun City and Ahwatukee and out there in East Mesa. They have short trips. They never get on the highway. They, and we never get the engine up to operating temperature, which boils the water out of the oil, and the water and the oil equals sludge. And there's, there's a lot of cleaners that you could use to do that. So I don't agree that he has, let me just put it this way. I don't have the ability to tell you that somebody's abused an engine with the information he has and he gave you. I don't agree whatsoever that 40 PSI is a substandard oil pressure in any environment from idle to 200 miles an hour. I don't agree. So I think I would just get a second opinion, but to answer your question, yes, you can go to Craigslist. Tell them uh, that it's, it's as is, and tell them that the, please have a used car checkover done by their mechanic, and it's, you know, that's it. It's as is. Please, Mr. Perspective Buyer, you're allowed. Tell me where to meet you, and I'm going to bring the car and have your mechanic check it out. That's what you do. It's not fair for you to d- downplay the car and take a beating on it based on his... Wouldn't he have had to tear it down a little bit to find that sludge in the engine? Or? You know, I don't have enough time to go into that, okay. but there's a lot of questions okay. there. If the car's all sludged up, then it should have low oil pressure because the screen on the oil pump's filled with jello. Junk. Okay. So, I mean, there's so many things here, and this is the first time he's ever had a, a, an oil light on or he'd have said differently. Yeah. So there's lots of those questions that bounce around in this empty head. <laughs> so, 602-508-0960, we'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Five. 
It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Renee, my wife, is sitting here next to me. She's my conscience. She's the one that keeps me under control. And as you can tell, she hasn't done a very good job today. <laughs> I failed today. I want to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm a good storyteller. You th- you know that. Yeah, I know that. And about half of what I say is the truth. And I know that, You go too. ahead and tell them that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what makes a good story. But oh, here, okay. this is the truth. Harvey sends me an email, and he's got a problem with his Ford truck that doesn't start. I say to him, I'd like to talk to you about it because you know I hate to type, Mm -hmm. and I can't type with all my fingers. No. So um, he calls me, or I call him, and uh, we're talking about this, and I said, I'm pretty sure that the neutral safety switch is out because sometimes when he hits the key, it doesn't start. And I said, you know, wiggle the shifter around and stuff like that. But I didn't ask him what I thought would be an important thing, and that, is there any play in the steering? So he's, I said, where do you live? And he says, up in Cave Creek. And I said, okay, well, Air Parks Auto is close to you. I think you should go there, and they're certainly capable of – and I said, can you make it happen? He goes, yeah, I can make it happen. I said, okay, fine. So he sent me an email, and he said he took it to Air Park, and he says – your, your diagnosis was wrong, Mark, which it often is because we're talking on the radio. But he says they were able to fix it, and actually there was an intermediate shaft on the steering column, which is underneath the dash, that had come loose. Okay. And so that's a kind of a dangerous issue because you'll remember not too long ago there was a, a, a man who backed his truck up to another truck to load stuff from one to the other. The truck s- somehow slipped into reverse and crushed him, and he... he later died and that truck was inspected by us and we found the intermediate shaft was very loose and unfortunately the conclusion was is everybody that drove that truck knew something was wrong with it Mm -hmm. so anyway um harvey was a nice guy so harvey sent us some stuff from Suzanne's Hot Stuff in Cave Creek. Yeah, I think that's his wife, it said, okay. their store in, in Cave Creek. Okay, and it's in Frontier Town in Cave Creek. And uh, he says that the store has been in the, the Valley's premier destination for hot sauces and many other chili-related products. And by the way, he said he sent some habanero sauce, and there was nothing in here from habanero. So tell me how the habanero sauce didn't end up in the box for me. Yes, I think uh, Andy might have... Uh 
took that to try that too. Oh, our daughter got to <laughs> yeah. the package before her dad. Does yeah. she recognize that it said Mark Salem on the package? She and it does. Did... I think she recognized you don't cook too much, so she or I will have to do the cooking with this stuff. You know what? But... I, I already know how to do it. You know this uh, this gourmet Southwest rub? Yes. Okay. How would you use it? Tell well, me. I'd put it on steak or no. something before you barbecue it. Wrong. Wrong? Yeah, You could wrong. put it inside your burger when you cook it? Wrong. Oh, I've read the directions, no. so I know what to do. I went to the, the king dog. Who's that? Harvey. Okay. He said you put your meat inside of a plastic bag, you put a tablespoon of that, and you shake it all up, then you cook it. Cha-ching! Okay, I think I said you put it on it. That's the same thing. Well, yeah, but you're going to sprinkle it it on both sides. He does it much easier, much faster, much more efficient, and he uses less than you do because you're sprinkling it all over the meat on the grill. Salem, how many times have you cooked? Twice in my life. Okay, Okay. there we go. Anyway, so what else was there? Uh, There was some dip for um, fruit and some dip for vegetables, and there was hot sauce habanero sauce and yeah. there's a little packet to make chili and okay. all kinds of good stuff well i, I want to talk about these this is a package <laughs> that is named dip and i'm not allowed to say the second word dip and it starts with an s and ends with a t so okay and it's it's like horse poop <laughs> right <okay? laughs> so it's dip <laughs> and it's for fruit a tasty dip for fruits and cookies just add sour cream yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. That's kind of cool. Anyway, we need to go up there because right. they've got some stuff that I think would fit our palate just fine. Yes. Thank and you very much, Harvey. That was really nice of you. Harvey. That's what I said. Did you say Harvey? I thought you said Charlie. Harvey. Oh, my earphones are going bad. Anyway, his wife, Suzanne, owns it. Right. So he answers to her, that okay. poor son of a gun. <laughs> like you answer yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People don't, the people laugh a lot about how we talk about that you're Snow White and I'm Jack the Ripper. Would you say that that's a fair analysis of 43 years of marriage? Well, yes, I guess I would. You've been saying that for all these years, but, but I'm not sure I totally agree with it. The kids agree with it. All of our friends agree with it. They talk about how nice you are, how pleasant you are. I used to be Snow White, and now I'm getting, I don't know, you think that's the, the Wicked problem? Witch. <laughs> Maybe it's after 43 years. <laughs> and I tell the story. The girls used to say, um, Mom, can we go out tonight in high school and then go on the date with a football team? And my wife would say, go ask your father. Oh, Mark. (laughs) And she never knew how to say no. The only person you've ever said no to is me. You've said yes to everybody else who's ever asked you, especially the kids. And so in my defense, I was the no-go, and you were the yes-go. Okay, whatever you say. And and then if they got into trouble, they'd call you. And what would you do? You'd turn around and take a poop on my desk and say, here, you take care of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's my complaint. We need a counselor. We do. Okay, yes. 1126 after the hour. Uh, have we got anybody waiting for us? I don't oh, think Oh, Taylor. So. Taylor. Good morning, Taylor. How can I help you? Hey there, Mark. Love the show. Um, Thank you, got sir. Got a couple of few little things. i uh, got a 99 Chevy Suburban, 160,000 miles on it. When I'm cruising down the highway, <clears throat> say, you know, 55, double nickel, and... Uh, uh-huh. And something goes on in front of me, and I let go of the skinny pedal real quick, and I hit the binders, like just a real okay. quick emergency-type stop. That brake pedal is hard. At the, it's at the top, hard, and it does not compress. It does not slow down the vehicle. And uh, for about probably a second and a half, which is 
you know, quite a ways down the road before it starts to slow down. And that, that's only whenever I go from the skinny pedal to the, to the binders real quick. Otherwise, it stops, you know, better. Okay. All right. What motors have got in it? The 350, and it's four-wheel drive. Okay. Is it vacuum brakes or is it a hydro booster? Yeah. Do you know? Vac- vacuum brakes. Okay, so it's got a real big booster, and the master cylinder hooks to this big round can, yes? Exactly, with a big vacuum okay. line on it, yes, sir. Okay, um, I would check the check valve on the uh, hose that snaps into the uh, booster. I'd want to run to make sure that you have the necessary 16, 18 inches of vacuum. I'd want to make sure that once the booster's charged that it's there, and I would make sure, and I would listen very carefully... Charge up the booster, let it idle for three or four minutes, shut the key off, and then apply the brakes and count to five and let go, and then apply the brakes and count to five and let go. Here's what I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear no hissing when you apply the brakes. No uh-huh. hissing from inside the car. Now, if the radio's up or your wife's yelling at you, you can't hear the hissing anyway. So that's why I want you to just be quiet, start it up, let it idle for three or four minutes, shut it off, and then apply the brakes, hold it, Three seconds, let go, apply the brakes, hold it. Three seconds, let go. Like I said, if it's hissing, then the booster's leaking, and that would give you the hard pedal under the conditions that you just described. Gotcha. So that's the area I'd look at. Okay, and, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, another thing is that, that the brakes are always kind of soft. They're always kind of soft, okay. you know, uh, and the Internet, thousands of people on the Internet say the brakes are always kind of soft on those vehicle okay well let me ask you if you got rear disc or drum it's rear drum okay well if you never use the parking brake or ever back up kind of violently you're not going to adjust those rear brakes and so the very first thing i would do if i were you is most everybody will wash and clean the rear brakes and adjust them up tighter than they are and you'd be surprised that the success rate's almost a hundred percent for a low pedal so rear drums need to be adjusted up and cleaned and that should take care of your problem. I think the odds are 75, 80% that that will take care of your pot. And it's going to bring the pedal yeah. up a lot higher than it is now anyway. Yeah. All right. I, I got to take a break. I, I, I'll be, I got to take a break. I'll be right back. You stay there. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. I'm Tom Brown with Mike Alia, and I've given testimonials for Benefit Air from my own personal experience, but I'm not the only one praising you guys. Here's an email to you from another happy customer who had a thermostat issue. 
Mike, I'm Steve Simmons. Kyle said he told you about the mix-up I had on the thermostat and that I bought the wrong one, not knowing about that two-stage stuff. To make a long story short, I am happy. I think Kyle did a great job resolving a tricky situation, and I'll always use Benefit Air from Ken to Mac to Kyle. All you guys are a pleasure to work with. Boy, that says it all, Mike. How do you get these great results? Well, Tom, we carefully select and take very good care of our employees, and that translates into great customer service. Happy employees make for happy customers, and we like to keep both for a long time. Good philosophy, Mike. Thanks, Tom. To find out how you can experience great customer service, call Benefit Air today at 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of choosing Benefit Air. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words. And thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, and we're going to do what we should have done last hour, and we're going to let Taylor finish his question. Taylor, let's do that real quick. What what else did you have on your mind? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, the, the, when I got the truck, the brakes were horrible. The pads and the shoes were both about 90% there. Uh, I took off the, uh, the front uh, calipers. And, and found that the slides were seized up, cleaned them up, lubricated them well, put it back on, went to the rear end, uh, cleaned, adjusted everything, lubricated everything, and I even broke the little tab off the back of the backing plate so that I could adjust the rear brakes properly. <clears throat> and the brakes came up. They were twice as good as they were, but still soft. Any, any ideas? And, and the, the, Soft the is kind of a, a judgment issue, and and yeah. so if I drove it, I, I would say that it's not, and you drive it, and you say it is, and and, nah. and you said this was a three quarter ton suburban, right? And not the half ton suburban, but but it's okay. softer than any other car I've ever driven in my life. Okay, all right. Well, that's kind of so. What you're telling me is is you've done all this work and you still have a soft pedal, and everything you did didn't affect it. Exactly. Well, no, no, okay, no. Well, it, it made it. 
it, it made it twice as good as it was when I first got the truck. No, twice as good on height of the pedal height, right? Yeah, and, but and the softness. Pedal height, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me finish what I'm asking you. So you said that the the pedal height was twice as good as it was, but the we the softness of the pedal, the feel of the pedal, is the same before and after your work. Yes or no? Um, kind of. Whenever I whenever I'd hit the brake before, I'd have to really push on it really hard for it to stop, and 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 I I went to the front calipers and found that the slides were seized where it was only I know that pressing on one. I know that. Here's the problem: is you said that the brakes were like ninety percent there. So the just for future reference, when the slides on the calipers are all hanging up like you found it, it's going to wear the outside pads at twice the rate of the inside pads. If the caliper's bad, it's going to wear the inside pad at twice the rate of the outside pads. Just for future reference. So I'm proud of you that you figured out that the caliper didn't slide back and forth. But I'm going to tell you that when you adjust the rear brakes, it takes two people. So you put your wife, first of all, you put the car in a position where your wife can't run over you because mine would do that. So I put the truck behind her and in front of her so she can't move it. You crawl underneath and you spoon it. Then she applies the brake pedal a couple of times, which recenters the shoes. Now, you've got it up in the air so you can spin it, and you spoon it again once or twice, and you say hit the pedal, and then you let go, and you're spinning that rear tire. When you do that and you recenter the shoes, you're going to get a much better adjustment. But as far as your soft pedal is concerned, I can't fix soft. I can fix rock hard. I can fix that it's fading to the floor, but I can't fix a subjective soft. So unless it's fading to the floor or it's rock hard, you're on your own. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. I want to tell you about this Suzanne's hot stuff. Okay. Okay. It, this is a gift. I first of all, that's a nice gift. It was very nice. Okay. It's something we've never received before. Right. Now, normally when you when you'd hear a place called Suzanne's hot stuff, you may not think that it's a, it's a gift or a chili store. <laughs> that's Mark would not think that. You, you're right, and so would most men. Okay. okay, so most men. But if you want to see what she's got, oh, and then her number. Are you ready for this? Okay. Eight seven seven, too hot for you. Oh, that's cool. That yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that further supports my position that this is a nice play on of words. Right. Is that right? Sure. Okay. Anyway, the the uh, website, if you want to go look at her products, which that that's that, we've never received a gift like that. That's the reason why I'm talking about it is because it's really nice. Yeah. It's Suzanne S U Z A N N E, Suzanne's with an S, hotstuff.com. Uh-huh. Suzanne's hotstuff.com. So if you want to do something special, like I said, I mean, this is, this is something that... It'd be that, a nice gift, yeah, bet. People wouldn't say, oh, I already have one of these. Right, okay? exactly. Which is what you say to me every single time <laughs> I buy you something. You say, oh, did you get this out of my closet? Wait, 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 wait. When yeah. was the last time you bought me a present? Kurt's Auto Repair is at I-17 <laughs> in Vail Road. Kurtz is a good guy. He is somebody you can trust. He's somebody that does a good job. But what makes Kurtz really exceptional is the two boys, Jeff, the master tech that runs the front counter, and Eric, the master tech that runs the floor. That's what makes Kurt special. Now, I understand that both of those boys were brought up around Kurt's. One of them is his nephew, and one of them is married to his daughter. 
I wouldn't want to be married to Kurt's daughter and work for him. But then again, that's a whole different story. Yeah. But the idea is, is those guys are really good at what they do. They are exceptional with customer service because that's coming from Kurt and his wife. Mm -hmm. But their technical ability is is very high class. So if you live anywhere near Bell and I I seventeen, then Kurtz is a great place for you to go. Do you have any other words of wisdom you'd like to share with us in a period of thirty seconds? Nope, I don't. If you have a question or need to talk to Mark, I hope it's a nice question or a good question. Or hey, I want to tell you something. <laughs> Listen to me. You can complain about Mark Salem all you want. What you have to remember is this station is owned by Salem Communications. Yeah, okay? no relation, so, but okay. Wait a minute. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. Why, why did you just snitch me off? Why couldn't you just go along with it, okay? Well. Mark Salem, Salem Communications. You know what I'm going to do? Your mic's gone. <laughs> so... You know, your mic is gone, and that's what's going to... When I'm making a joke, you're not allowed to interrupt me and tear the joke apart. My God. <sighs> you know, the money your father paid me to marry you is looking pretty small right now. <laughs> it was. It was like $6 back in 19... When did we get married? 1974. Yeah, you were six and I was 40. That's what you tell everybody. That's really nice. Well, we'll be back. Oh, the lines are open, 602-508-0960. Lines are wide open, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up... I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a. 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 When I grow up. I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made, a solemn oath that liberated Seoul, a sacred trust that defended Quezon, a pact that dug in in Da Nang, a contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made, a pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq, a bond that patrolled door to door in Fallujah, an IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans, a promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. 
on the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you. 960 The Patriot and 960ThePatriot.com. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my ex-wife, Renee. <laughs> and and we're, well, I'm here every Saturday. She's not going to be. This is your last show, by the no, way. No, you've said that before. Oh, you I know. just keep asking I me really to come back. I really mean it. I really mean it. Okay, cool. Okay, we're going to talk about somebody else who's been married uh, a couple of centuries, and that's Brian and Thelma over at Thompson's Auto Repair. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're not as old as we are. No. But Thompson's Auto Repair is a good shop because of Brian and Thelma. They're there every day. They watch out after their customers. They know right from wrong. They hire good technicians. They just know what it takes. And it's the symptoms. Give us the symptoms. We do our diag. Then we determine that this is what you need. We bid the repair. And under the best conditions, we're not a penny over the repair. That's what it's all about. So you can expect that in Mesa with respect to Thompson's Auto Repair. He's on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. And for those of you in Mesa, there's only one shop in Mesa that has passed all the guidelines and passed all the hurdles that we put in front of them in order to be on our best car repair shops list. And Thompson's is the one that made it. So if you're in Mesa and you don't already have a shop, Thompson's is on Main Street, just east of Stapley, on the south side of the road. George, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yeah, good morning. I uh, just want to extend some thanks for your attempt at helping my neighbor Gene with his starter <laughs> on okay. his Toyota. Anyway, uh, in addition to that, maybe two months ago, you had the lady on there from Philadelphia who had written a book about her experience in the transmission business, and yes. I called in to ask if if perhaps she remembered who the manufacturer was of the transmissions for the the odd brands that don't make their own, like Hudson and Packard and so on, and Jaguar and so on. It took me until a week ago, talking to my brother, to find out that it was Borg Warner. And boy, they are huge. Just amazing. They that is a company that I think ninety nine percent of the products they make are focused towards cars, 
and it's not likely that many of their products are available even to guys like me because most of their products are going to be shipped to and used in the production lines. So I can still buy Borg Warner gaskets and I can still buy certain parts from Borg Warner, but you, you are exactly right. When you talk about an automotive company that's been around a very long time and in Mark, Mark Salem's world makes a premium product at a very fair price, then Borg Warner is exactly that person. So you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just one call right. when you were, had a wide space between calls there. So have a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you, George. Thank you very much. Bill, you're up next. How can I help you today, Bill? Yes, Mark, I thank you for a very interesting program, and I wanted to ask you if you could tell me the difference with an Atkinson style or Atkinson cycle engine compared to the conventional. Um, I've never I never heard that before. Okay, and, and I Atkinson. In, in some ads, I, I think that Ford may be using it in parts of their cars. I'm not sure. Okay. So Atkinson is, cycle, they say. A-T-K-I-N-S-E-N, I think, on spelling. Okay. I, I frankly have never, I never, it, it, let me do it this way. If anybody else knows what that is, please call us at 602-508-0960 because I'm not familiar with that. Um, I, I've never heard that word before, and, um, and and you say it's predominantly on Ford products. Would that be correct? I think I've seen it in, in reference to them, and also okay. possibly K- Korean autos. Okay. okay. Uh, Kia, uh, perhaps. Ki- okay, all right. I'm I'm just I'm not I'm not familiar with that term or that I know that we're struggling with the spelling but um, there's the only two motors that I know of that are different is the rotary motor versus one that has pistons and um, we've got we've got double overhead cams and we have direct ignition and we have direct fuel injection and we've got many different varieties of you know putting air into the engine turbos and superchargers and then spark and fuel and then timing and emissions and 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 all these sensors we have all that but as far as i know today with the with the exception of some hybrids that have small four cylinder motors and then they have electric motors on top of it i'm not familiar with just a name like that so, you know, um, Bill, if, if you just stay on the line, we're going to be here for another eight or nine minutes, and hopefully someone will call in that can enlighten both of us about a question that um, Greg will. Okay, Bill, you put Bill on, on hold for me, and let's go to Greg. Greg, help us out, buddy. Okay. The Atkinson uh, engine is a, it's a rotary engine that um, Ford and Toyota uses in their hybrid cars. Okay, so I, I, is, the, is it the correct pronunciation, Atkinson? That's how I pronounce it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, um, Ford uses it in their C-Max, and the Prius uses it in the, uh, the Toyota uses it in their Priuses. Okay, so we're literally talking about a rotary engine that's very much like the Mazda rotary that we had 30 years ago. From what I understand, yes. Okay, and 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 when we talk about a rotary engine, we talk about a a, a cylinder that's round, and we have this three-pointed rotor, and it, as it spins, it grabs 
fuel and then it goes to the next third of the motor and then it it's ignited then it goes to the next third of the motor and the exhaust goes out so we basically have intake explosion exhaust intake explosion, and so we're moving it around by using this big triangle triangular piece of metal within this piece of pipe i'm trying to draw a picture of it and uh, and so but greg thank you very much thank sure. you for calling in and Bill, I hope that answered your question. You had the word right. It's not something I've ever heard of. And, uh, and so thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that up. When it comes to, okay, Barry, good morning to you. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Um, I enjoy your program every morning or every Saturday and learn things. And you never stop learning, do you? Um, for me, too. <laughs> I'm 65 years old. I've been buying a lot of used cars for my family. They couldn't afford new ones and everything. I want to refer to the man who had the Impala with the sludge in the engine. Yes, uh, sir. The comment I just want to make is when you buy a used car, especially something that might be 12, 15 years old, one of the main things is to open the oil filler cap and look in there. And if it has black crud, crusty-looking uh, residue, uh, sludge, anything like that, you just walk away from the car. And it is a, one of the 20, 25 things I look at when I buy a used car. And I'd just like to tell you, I have a young lady friend, she's in her 20s, went out with her girlfriend about two months ago and bought a used 2003 Toyota. It had crud in there without taking her uncle or me or someone with her to look the vehicle over and it blew up in three and a half weeks uh yeah. from a fly-by-night outfit down on buckeye road and i just want to make that comment it's a good education good step to take okay you're, you're right Let, let's talk about that sludge for just a minute in the old days when we had a 180 degree thermostat we never really got the motor over 200 degrees and what we learned from that is, is if you remember, we used to do valve jobs at 50, 60, 70,000 miles, and we had to deal with sludge 100% of our lives. And when they came out with computerized cars and fuel injection, we went to a 195 thermostat. And what that did is, is it kicked our high temperature to 220. So when I'm standing in front of a bunch of college kids, I ask them, when does water boil? And rarely do they know the answer, which is 212 degrees Fahrenheit or 100 Celsius. So obviously if we get the oil up to 220, we're going to boil the water out of the oil. Well, the PCV valve is going to suck that moisture out and send it into the exhaust pipe, and it's going to come out the back of the car. So today, today, we do see the sludgy motors, and it's for one of two reasons. Number one, some nut put a 180 thermostat in the car that doesn't belong in the car. And for whatever reason, they didn't like where the needle was at on the temperature gauge, so they put a 180 in it, and that will cause some major problems with respect to sludge. The second one is, is the car never reaches operating temperature, like Renee's mother. She just drives from her house to the liquor store and back, and it's like two blocks away. <laughs> Don't say that about my mother. She's never had a drink in her life. <laughs> and this is talk. And really and truly, what's going on here, Barry, is I'm just digging a hole as deep as I can. Yeah. Once you start the hole, you might as well just dig <laughs> on down. You're gonna get yourself so anyway, burying you later. <laughs> yeah. So so that's kind of what happens. The people in Ahwatukee and East Mesa and Sun City, if they're short-term drivers, yeah. 
Here's the good news. The good news is, is if we can get that engine up to operating temperature and we get it out on the highway, it's kind of like a horse. You know, you can start walking him, and then you can start trotting him, and then you can start running him. And, and if, if he doesn't have anything, some huge malady, he'll get better, better, better. And we can also use some different detergents that will clean up the oil. And I'll tell you something else. There has been times, and I do not suggest anybody do this, but we've had sludgy motors, and we said to the customer, this could turn ugly. We want you to know that this could turn ugly. Ugly means that um, we're not going to develop oil pressure. This sludge is going to end up plugging the intake for the oil pump, where the oil pump sucks the oil out of the pan. Then we plug that solid, which means we're going to have to remove the, the pan, which is kind of good because we'll clean out all the sludge, and we're going to have to replace the oil pump. So this could get ugly. So you take, I don't know, three gallons of diesel fuel, and you put it inside the engine with no oil in it. Okay. And then you just go drive it for a while. And you accelerate and decelerate and accelerate and decelerate because it is a, a good lubricant. Mm -hmm. So then you go back and you pull the drain plug, and the stuff that comes out of there kind of makes you sick. Now, you could do that a couple of times. Then you could put some cheap oil in it and drive it for 100 miles and then drain that out and do this and do that. And I've seen that be successful more times than a calamity occurs. But every once in a while, you end up taking 10 steps backwards, and it's ugly from that point on. But the, down, the, the, the upside is, is you you got nothing to lose if you've got a sludgy engine. But, but you're right, Barry. That is part of looking at a used car, is pulling that oil cap out. Now, if we still have Barry, let me ask yes. you this, Barry. If you got red milkshake, what does that tell you? Red milkshake in the transmission fluid? In the oil. In the oil? No, no. Oh, you're oh. exactly right. Right, okay. Yes. You said red milkshake. If I see milkshake, it's probably a leaking head gasket, manifold gaskets, something like that. Water getting okay. into the oil. Water. So if it's a vanilla, thick vanilla milkshake, then it's water. And if it's a thick red or strawberry milkshake, it's because the cooler in the, in the radiator has sprung a leak and it's spraying... Uh, transmission fluid into the cooling system and then when you shut the car off the oil pressure is low so now we ship water into the transmission so we have an exchange of, of, of transmission fluid into the cooling system and then when you shut the car off the cooling system still has 16 pounds of pressure and it then squirts coolant back into the transmission and the water will tear up the glue that holds the, the clutches together and then we just ruin the transmission so those are the kinds plus tailpipe test plus a drive to make sure there's no vibrations that the brake pedal is firm it doesn't fade to the floor um, and that it's kind of high up that the air conditioning is cold um, those are the kinds of things a used car check over at our shop is 125 125 and virtually every single time we've done one we've been able to save the customer twice of what they paid mm -hmm. so we will identify problems that need to be dealt with and mo more times than not the customer will go back to the the people and say this is what you need to fix and either they'll give it they'll either fix it or they'll give them a discount for our bid right and then that that it that works out well saves them money yeah some lady came in not too long ago and she took our our list and they gave her five hundred dollars off the car which paid for all the repairs we had found mm -hmm. now i don't know if she ever brought the car back to us that wasn't important right but we did save but her a lot some of money. shops will do that a lot of or independent shops have the used car check yeah used car checkovers check. yeah. what what the terminology i guess would mm -hmm. be is used car checkover yeah. yeah. my email is mark at mark mark 
at MarkSalem.com. Mark is spelled with a K. Salem is like the cigarette and also like Salem Communication, who owns this station. <laughs> so Mark at MarkSalem.com. You can send me an email, but please put your phone number in there because I'll call you back on a blocked cell phone and blocked for obvious reasons because I can't take calls 24 hours a day. But I'll call you back and we'll discuss your problem. So give me the outline. And then tell me what we're going to talk about and give me some symptoms, and then I'll call you back as soon as I can. So anyway, happy Easter to everybody. God bless you. God bless you and your families. And I hope this weekend is a good weekend for all of you. See you next week.